Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fantasy Dating Radio. I'm Suzanne Casamento, the creator of FantasyDatingGame.com and the author of Dare to Date, and I am here with the awesome Ryan Truex. Here we are again. Here we are again. It's been a while. We're back. We're back. Summer vacation is officially over. It is, although summer's just starting in Southern California. True story. Thank God. <laughs> so we're going to have uh, Marnie Kinries the creator of the wing girl method join us in a few minutes but until then um we're gonna do a little catching up how was your so how was your summer man my summer was awesome yeah it was busy did some traveling took the family to a couple of different places family took me to a couple of different places did a lot of traveling i felt like we really got some good vacation time in this year so it was nice that's awesome yeah spent some time on the east coast spent some time up in the northwest where my family's from lots of good stuff very cool. Had fun. Very cool. I don't know that I had as much fun with my summer as you had with your summer, though, Suzanne. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't seen you, so but we do have some things to talk about. We got some stuff to discuss. Uh, yeah. In particular, we have to discuss uh, you running off with some mystery man to Las Vegas uh, a couple of weekends ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I haven't gotten the sort of fill in on that whole story. Just the quick text message that was like, this is where I'm going to be, and if I die, this is uh, <laughs> who I was with and where I was. I did so, send that text. Yeah. I know. It's true. I did. I put his name and his phone number in the, in the in a text, and I sent it to a few choice people, So, um, which is always smart to do, ladies. If you're going to run off to a, a, a different anywhere with a stranger, you should definitely let um, people know. Yeah, dating 101. If you meet a guy in a bar and decide randomly to go to Vegas with him that weekend... <laughs> At least let a couple of people know where you're going to be. Well, yeah, it's dating 101. Yeah. Yep. So, um, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, fill me in on the story. So, you met this guy at a bar. I did. Yeah. I met the guy. I met the guy the old fashioned way at a bar. And um, at first, he was like, oh, he, was, he was just supplying me with compliments. He was like, you're so hot. And at first, I was like, this is ridiculous. This guy is crazy. <laughs> and um, it kind of felt a little bit uh, silly. But uh, he wore me down. Definitely wore me down. It suddenly became endearing and adorable. Six tequilas later. <laughs> yes. All, like all these compliments later, I was like, oh, he's okay. wonderful. Maybe he's nice. So just give, give a quick explanation about how was it that you then ended up in uh, Las Vegas with him for the weekend? Well, so it turns out that he actually works in another country. Okay. And so he was only, uh, this was on a Sunday, and he was only going to be uh, in, in Los Angeles until uh, Thursday. He was leaving on Thursday to go back to other country. Okay. And so, um, and so I asked him, I said, so, uh, what's your availability like for the next few days until Thursday? Mm-hmm. And he said, 
why do I get the feeling you're going to make fun of me? And I said, I'm not. I'm just wondering what your availability is like. And uh, he said, I will be wherever you want me to be. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I said, you want to go Vegas? <laughs> and So uh, this was your idea. Running off to Vegas with Mystery Man from the bar was, in fact, your doing. It's always my idea, yeah. Ryan. All right. That's fair. <laughs> Was it your idea or was it Don Julio's idea? <laughs> it was Don Julio's idea. All right. <laughs> but, so that said, yeah. <laughs> did it end up then being a good idea? Yeah. Oh, my God. We had the best time ever. So, basically, when I said, do you want to go to Vegas, he was like, yes. And I said, are you sure? And he said, yes. And then he handed me his phone and his credit card and said, book it. So, I booked it. And wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so you suggested Las Vegas, and then he promptly paid for the Las Vegas vacation. Yeah, this one's a gem. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good. So we've got a couple of things uh, on the list of, uh, you know, things that you want to find in your first-time date that you met at the bar who you were taking to Vegas. One, uh, he can pay for stuff, so he has a job. Yes. Uh, had his own phone. Yes. Um, did you... These are pretty low standards, Ryan. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just going out on a... You'd be surprised. I mean, I've had a lot of friends over the last several years that have been like, oh, he's such a great guy. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Where does he live? Well, he's, you know, sleeping on his friend's couch right now. Okay. Deal but like deal breaker. No, not good. Sleeping on his friend's couch, not going to work. Uh, or like, oh, well, you're going out with so-and-so on Friday. Yeah, we're going out on Friday. Great. Is he coming to pick you up? Well, he doesn't have his own car, so I'm just going to meet him. He doesn't have his own car. Is he 13? What are you talking about? So see, these are the things that I just like, you want to get out of the way. Okay. Yep. Uh, initially. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. As far as, you know, the the absolute must-haves okay uh, job, job car car phone yeah phone is good because <laughs> you want to be able to get a hold of him again yes well uh, you want to be able to text your friends his phone number yes yeah <laughs> uh doesn't live with his parents yeah that's helpful um yeah i think those really are are like the big ones i always tell my female thing. friends too and maybe this is totally sexist of me but it's just you know i believe it uh he should have his own toolbox if he doesn't have a toolbox, then you probably don't want to date him because he's not going to be handy. He's not going to be able to fix anything. Oh, I do like guys who fix things. I'm just saying, you know oh, what? Like, man. You get I like a flat, to let a man be a man. That's right. You get a yeah. flat tire in the you know, middle of the night somewhere. What, you're going to get out of your car and change it? No, that's how people get killed in horror movies all the time, obviously. <laughs> or they call it AAA, but yes. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, you could call AAA, I suppose. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. But the story is much more appealing if you can, you know. Oh, it's an appealing call story. Call the guy that you're dating and say, "Hey, I have a flat tire. Can you come fix it for me?" And he's like, "Absolutely, I'll be right there." Definitely. And then he does, and then you're like, "Oh, it's so great. You're so masculine and strong, and you take care of me. It's wonderful." Yes. See. Yes. Well, the, and that's how I was feeling. Like I was like, "Yes, absolutely. You, uh, yes, I will let you. Uh, I will let you buy me a plane ticket and let you pay for the hotel and all of that." I did uh, when we were leaving on the on the last day. I did. Uh, I I asked him if I could buy him breakfast, you know, and mm. be, it, as as a thank you for such a lovely trip. Seems you know? only reasonable. And he said yes. So um, and it was very sweet and it, it was awesome. I mean, we had a blast. We went we we went. Uh, we went out for a couple dinners. We played blackjack, which was hilarious, mm -hmm. and we hung out in the pool and had cocktails, and it was awesome. Okay. It was probably the best relationship I've ever had, and it lasted exactly 72 hours. <laughs> 
and now he's off in a different country somewhere. Now he's off in a different country somewhere. I mean, it seems really convenient mm-hmm. from his perspective. <laughs> pretty convenient for my too. Well, okay. I mean, that's fine. Like, if everybody's, you know, playing from the same field, then that's totally cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you meet a guy in the bar. I'm only here for 72 hours. Let's go off to Vegas. And then, did you ever see, he doesn't have like an apartment or something in LA, does he? No. He doesn't live here at all. No. Little do you know, maybe he lives with his mom here in Los Angeles. Oh my God, you're right. I did ride in his car though. Okay, well. <laughs> and I, Was it like a 1989 Buick Century though? Because that could have totally been his mom's car. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it was not. Okay. All right. No, it was not. All right. Yeah. So we got mostly pros on this so far. Yeah. Uh, yep. And the weekend in Vegas was good. Did you win any money while you were playing blackjack? Um, no, but I only I was only down ten bucks. And oh. we played for a couple hours. So. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's like a win. It, it is. It's like a win. Yeah. And it was super fun. Like, I mean, we had really fun dealers and we were, you know, cracking up the whole time. So it was it was great. It was very easy to be with. That's you know? excellent. Yeah. I mean, if I sit at a blackjack table for five hours in Vegas and I have mortgaged Jane's entire college education by the time <laughs> I'm done, I always feel like that's sort of a net win. So <laughs> being down 10 bucks is rad. No, it was great. It was definitely great. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. So. And so, uh, did you get any information as far as where it is that he lives, what he actually does? Are you planning on seeing him again? These are I mean, all sort of the follow-up questions to the fantastic weekend in Vegas. Well, if I told you what he does, I'd have to kill you. Uh-oh. So, so uh, I don't know. It's some top secret something something or other. Wait um, a minute. And no, I really Wait a minute, I really Suzanne. can't tell you. I know. Hold on just a second. No. You met a guy in a bar in Los Angeles <laughs> and ran off to Las Vegas with him for the weekend, yeah. only to find out that he's a top secret spy. Well, no, not a spy. And then he but... had to leave the country and may never be able to see you again. No, well, I mean, oh, I, I don't know. It sounds pretty convenient to it, me. It does. It sounds incredibly. When you fishy. put it that, when you put it that way, <laughs> yeah. it starts to sound a little fishy. It, it does. It sounds very, very. Did fishy. you see his driver's license? Do you know that the name he gave you is actually his real name? Yes, I saw his ID. I did. Okay. I saw his ID. And right. that is his name. And I'll, I mean, we've, I mean, I've, we, we have exchanged information. We have messaged since. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, he is on Facebook. He's a real person. And, you know, and Twitter well, and all that. I mean, and, I don't know if you've ever seen that TV show Catfish. There's a lot of people on Facebook <laughs> that aren't actually real people. I know, well, maybe I was Catfish. I don't really know. Well, no, but if you met him in person, he didn't, he didn't Catfish. Yeah, I know. But maybe he, yeah. you know, is, is um, maybe this whole, yeah, maybe maybe this whole thing about the other country and the top agent stuff or top, top secret stuff is just totally a story to get me to Vegas. and Maybe. You know. Well, whatever. Hey, if it was fun and it worked for you, then awesome. It was awesome. Good times. Yeah. Cool. So as far as now, I don't think I, I, uh, well, I don't know, uh, about the seeing each other again. I did say, you know, so I guess you get to break like every so often. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I did say that I, you know, I was like, Hey, I'll meet in Europe. But, um, uh, but as far as like, you know, any kind of thing beyond like meeting up once in a while and running off together no mm-hmm. definitely not this guy is not he, emotionally available and he is not someone who wants to attach in any way shape or form okay like we were out to eat and the waitress was like Does he, <laughs> are there any allergies i should know about and i said corn and dairy and he said monogamy <laughs> so okay 
Yeah, which, I'd say that's a pretty good indicator. It was, yeah, definitely a good indicator. Was he trying to hit on the waitress? Because that's kind of easy. No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. He was, sure. he was very respectful and gentlemanly. Right. But it was one of those things where, where it was definitely, um, and, and ladies, this is, you know, a serious dating tip. But when someone tells you that they don't want to have a long-term relationship or that they don't want to get married or that they don't want to have kids or, you know, they're allergic to monogamy, they mean it. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, so don't think you're going to be the woman who, you know, changes him. And uh, But, you know, after a little while with me, he'll realize he wants to be with me. He wants to get married. No. Nope. He wants to have babies. No. No. Nope. Definitely not. He'll just resent you and not want to hang out with you anymore. Oh, he'll just poop. He'll disappear, yep. you know. And so, um, so, yeah, so while this was really, really super fun, and I would totally go and, you know, hang out with him again, this is in no way, shape, or form relationship material, that's for sure. Okay. But, well, it was, but it was awesome. But you had a great time. So good, I had a great good time. experience. Chalk it up to a uh, fun time in Vegas. Yes. What happens in Vegas uh, stays there, as they say. Except for when you talk about it on the radio. Well, um, so there's that. Yeah. But I got, I earned a ton of fantasy dating points. Well, that's good. See, way to bring it full circle, Suzanne. You earned a ton of fantasy dating points. I did. I earned a ton of fantasy dating points. And, um, and, and I, I mean, I had a blast. And I also realized it also gave me, um, it made me realize, like, I got to take more chances. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have to ask ridiculous questions like, do you want to go to Vegas with me? I mean, most people are going to say no because most people will come up with any excuse to not because people just, you know, they're going to feel fear and they're going to feel friction there. They're going to feel like, well, what if she's crazy or, you know, what if I, you know, I don't know. Uh, what if it sucks or we could not get along or whatever. I mean, to find someone who actually says yes. Yeah. Crazy rare. True. But of course, this guy had nothing to lose because he was going to another country. It's really the only Allegedly. reason why he's... Right. Which <laughs> <laughs> is really the only reason why he said yes. But the right. bottom line is, had he said no, mm-hmm. so what? That's true. Good point. If you don't ask the question, the answer is always no. You weren't going to Vegas either way. Right. So you went out on a limb? Exactly. And look, you had a great time. I know. And I was even discussing it with him. And he said, uh, he who dares wins. And I, I was like, oh my, that is so perfectly fantasy dating. So is he like a professor of philosophy in <laughs> Mumbai? Like what? What's this guy? Oh my god! Where does this guy come from? <laughs> I don't know. He's like every George Clooney character ever. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, like up in the air. Yeah. Or um. Well, I hope not, because that wouldn't end well for you then, because that, that that just means he has a secret family somewhere in like Wisconsin or something. Oh yeah, that would suck. I yeah. didn't know that would that would suck. That would make me really sad. Um, well, whatever. I mean, if you never see him again, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Who cares? It was right. great. It was right. super fun. Good deal. I totally agree. And on that note, I believe that Marnie has joined us. Marnie, are you there? I am. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate this. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, everyone. We are speaking with Marnie Henry. She is the creator of the Wing Girl Method and uh, the online course, That's Not How Men Work. And um, let's just dive right in. How did you get started with this? <laughs> I honestly fell into it randomly about 13 years ago. I was at a single mixer at a rabbi's house, and nobody was talking to each other, so I literally started grabbing men and helping them start and facilitate conversations with women. And when I got home that night, I was a little bit tipsy, to be honest, and I made a joke to my roommate about being a wing girl. And he's like, that was never happening. Guys 
would never want advice from women on how to get other women. And I didn't agree with him. So I marched into my room, and at 1.30 in the morning, I put an ad on Craigslist advertising my services as a wing girl. And then by the next morning, I had over 75 guys respond to me. So I, I started. And then for the next 13 years, I've just been offering my female perspective, my advice, my coaching, my training to hundreds of thousands of men all over the world on what women want and how to give it to them without being a douchebag or a whip. Oh, my God, I love it. Wow. I, I mean, I, I love that you just went and posted a Craigslist ad, and you were just like, screw it, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to do it, it's fine. To be honest, if he had said that's a great idea, I probably would have sat at the table and joked about it for another half an hour and forgotten. But because he challenged me and said, yeah, no, that's not going to work, and I was like, yeah, I think you're wrong. That's why I did it. So I am very thankful to that roommate for, for telling me I'm incorrect because I definitely showed him. I love it. Nothing like a good dare. We were just talking about exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. So, Marnie, tell us a little bit about uh, the wing girl method and sort of, I mean, if you could maybe sum it up in just like two points or three points or whatever, like what are sort of the corner, the cornerstones of uh, kind of the services that you provide and sort of your philosophy behind it. Yeah, well, I, I teach men how to attract, date, seduce, get, and keep the girl. So within that parameter, I teach them all the skills that they'll need in order to attract women and keep them. So approaching women, talking to women, having confidence with women, being able to connect to women, and then later on down the road, being able to uh, be part of conflict with women, resolve conflict with women, have deeper conversations with women, initiate a relationship with women. So all the skill sets that any man would need, I've broken them down into um, man speak. I've become an expert in speaking to men and like a man, which has been wonderful uh, for my business and for my husband, actually. And now I tell them and explain to them how women work in a way they can understand. Oh, my God, I love that. You speak man. <laughs> I do. I do. Sometimes it's gotten me into trouble. I will say that. Like, with, with my husband, I've actually been dating him um, the entire time that I've been starting and, you know, having my business. So it's been interesting how my communication style has started to change where before we have a lot of miscommunication, misunderstandings, frustrations. Now I know how to speak to him and I know how to explain myself to him in a way that he understands so that it's been better for us. But sometimes I do take on uh, the masculine role in the relationship and that can be a challenge. But for our communication, it's been fantastic. So do you think, can you give us like an example or two of like some very basic things, um, you know, uh, it's that in man speak or, or, you know, uh, points of, um, what am I, what am I trying to say? Like you know, the difference between sort of how men and women speak about or to one another and how you sort of bridge that gap. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Translating. So like, so, <laughs> Ryan, so men, yeah, of course. So men speak in data points, headlines, highlights, watch ESPN, and that's their language that they speak. They don't really give the why behind what they're talking about, the, the below-surface-level emotions, right? So they speak in statements to each other, and they fully 
understand, comprehend, and enjoy speaking in statements. Women don't talk to each other that way. We're looking for more subtle cues, and a simple line can mean five different things to a woman based on the tonality, the way that you say it, the way that you stand when you say it. So for for women, they want more substance and the why behind the things that are being said to them. And for men, they want to cut out all that crap and just get down to the nitty-gritty information that they need to know in order to succeed, win, make somebody happy. So can, can you give us an example of like a common, um, like a, 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 a common situation in which, uh, you know, just a really common thing where people might not be able to communicate or where they're going to have some kind of issue and wh- how do you translate it? Why am I For sure. So who, that's okay. That, am I speaking, am I speaking to a man or am I speaking to a woman when you, when you want to speak? Um, uh, speak to a woman. Okay. Speak to a or, woman. Right. Yeah. So, if a guy, so a guy will typically say, like for example, I don't know, I'll I'll pick you up at eight, and we're going to go for sushi, right? And a woman, depending on what level of dating they're at, may read you know five different things into that situation and may make assumptions. Blah blah. blah. The better way for a man to relay that information to her so that she has the most information possible is, I'm so excited to see you. Um, I'll pick you up at eight. We're going to a sushi restaurant. Um, like great attire to wear would be X, Y, and Z. Just get, just giving a little bit more substance and information is always helpful for men when communicating with women. Ah, okay. All right. But the majority of well, things that I deal with with men are like the beginning stages of approaching, talking to women, um, actually connecting to them. So let's take a step back from everything I just said. And like on dates, a guy that I've worked with will go on a date with women, with a woman. He'll have a nice time. He'll make her laugh a couple of times. Maybe they'll touch hands for a few seconds and he'll walk away thinking that was a great date. We definitely felt chemistry with her. Um, she talked a lot about herself. We shared a laugh. So she definitely wants to go on a second date, whereas a woman may walk away from that date saying, oh, the guy was nice. I can definitely be friends with him. Maybe I'll introduce him to my girlfriend, but I didn't feel a spark with him. And typically that happens because, and this is where a lot of men come to me, is because a lot of men will ask a lot of questions. Uh, They may respond in their highlights and headlines without giving any more substance to let a woman feel something about them. They may act more polite. They may not really be strong with their opinions, and they may hold back on their intention to be respectful. So they may not flirt. They may not touch. They may not put any sexual intent out there at all, which is why a woman isn't feeling any type of spark whatsoever. So what I help men do is I help them expand on their conversations. They can actually have a connection with a woman. I help them um, inject emotion into what they're saying without being emotional so they can make her feel something about them. And I help them refrain from hiding their intent out of respect, which is a great reason for it. Um, But really the reason behind that respect is that they're fearful of uh, getting rejected in some way. So I help them put their sexual intent out there in a comfortable way that can still create that spark between them and the woman they're going on a date with. Awesome. It's huge. <laughs> um, 
It looks like we have a caller. Would you be willing to take a question? Yeah, of course. Awesome. Hi, caller. Thanks for thanks for calling Fantasy Dating Radio. What's your name? Hi, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, my name is Ray. How's it going? Hi. Good thing. Okay, I, I actually I um I do have a question. Uh, Marnie, very often you say that uh, that men have to have to grow some balls and they have to be confident and everything like that, and that's kind of like a logical thing. Where's the exact balance of um you know of of having enough guts, but at the same time making a woman feel something? That's kind of like what the what I'm like sort of lost on. And I think also one other thing, just want to add, a lot of guys are afraid of saying the wrong things to a woman because they're afraid that she's gonna she's gonna act like a bitch and then and then start crying sexual harassment and then you got a whole bunch of uh, legal issues on your hands. You know that's yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know what women you've ever approached before that are suddenly gonna throw a lot you know a, a lawsuit on you. But I would I would say most of the guys that I deal with. Um, and it sounds like you as well, you're not going to say highly inappropriate things, highly offensive no. things. No. And if you do say wonderful things and she still gets offensive, then you just, you know, saved yourself from Miss Red Flag in the future. I right. think the real question you're asking me is the difference between being assertive and being aggressive. So yeah. my belief is that you, you are allowed to go up to a woman and, and tell her exactly what it is that you want. You know what? I think you're very attractive. I want to take yeah. you out for dinner. I, I like your personality. I like the way that you laugh or something about, like, whatever it is that you can clearly say, there's something right. that interests me about you. And yeah. then that's assertive and bold, putting it out there, not covering it up. It becomes aggressive when you don't take into consideration how she's responding to you. And you continue uh, your pursuit, even though she has either said no in a very outward manner or right. her subtle body language is telling you that she's not interested in what you're putting out there. And if you continue right. to push, that's when it becomes aggressive. Or, or, right. you know, or So assertive and bold is on one side, and aggressive is when you do not pay attention to what's being given back to you. Got it. The other thing is uh, is that also um, very often you got to be careful is that you know you you may you may approach a woman you may hit it off you may start talking to her and one thing you got to be careful of is like her jealous like she could have a, have a jealous boyfriend that's that's like that's like like right nearby and then and then he might want to start a fight with you because about like about a year or so ago I was just walking through Penn Station and live in New York City and uh, you know and and I, I looked over I sort of talked to a woman you know with her with her friends like you know she's smiling with flirting I says hello how you doing just just being friendly and then actually like they, they started like chit chatting a little with me that all of a sudden they meet up with a boyfriend and I'm like hi how you doing just you know just friendly and he got like real like he got like real defensive this is my girlfriend you know don't shake my hand keep walking keep walking and I'm I'm thinking like dude what's your problem so I just walked away and I thought to myself well he's obviously very insecure and I think I did I think I dodged the bullet uh, you know by by you know but by walking away because but you got to be careful of those kinds of things that you don't that you, you don't want to put yourself in a situation that, uh, that you can't get out of yeah, but you got out of that situation really well. If anything, you could have stuck around and maybe won over both of them, but it doesn't sound like he was somebody you could <laughs> talk to. He sounded kind of irrational. I would say there's no way to yeah. avoid those situations because you don't know who you're coming across and, and what you're going to get into potentially. But I right. would say that that situation would happen maybe 2% out of the time, and 98% right. of the time you're going to have a successful situation or a good situation that provides you a good opportunity. So I wouldn't right. let these 
these like 2% chances scare you away from going after what you want. On our podcast today, the Ask Women podcast, we had this um, actor, writer, director, Alex Bay, who I actually met on an airplane 10 years ago randomly. And we keep bumping into each other every couple of years randomly. And I Mm -hmm. met him on the show and he was talking about how, you know, ever since he was five years old, he always said to himself, I would regret more not doing something that made me curious or that piqued my interest than, you know, than doing it and falling flat on my face. So any time that I've ever said to myself, oh, that seems interesting to me, he's like, I went for it. He said, I've chased women down the street before, ran after them into a Walgreens. I've, I've picked up women where I'm in my car and she's beside me in her car because I didn't want to lose out on opportunities. And that's what I'm going to advise right. to you. You don't want to lose out on opportunities. So 2% of the time is nothing. I mean, if you were investing money, I, I would say that this is, if, it, if something is a 2% loss and I just 8% gain, like those are good statistics. Invest, invest, invest. And invest in yourself always. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's something that, uh, that we address here a lot on the show. And thanks for the call, Ray. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, we, uh, we talk a lot about, um, you know, people taking those types of chances and the fact that when you yeah. take a chance, uh, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, it's a, it's a lot like I was talking to Suzanne, uh, before you came on today and we were talking about Suzanne going to Las Vegas with this guy that she just met in a bar. Um, and you know, she said, Hey, it was her invite. And she said, Hey, do you want to go to Vegas? And he basically said, yeah, of course I, I want to go that. to Vegas. Yeah, I love that. But that's you know, how you there have was no har- There was no harm in asking the story. question. There was, yeah, and there was yeah. no, there was, I mean, there was nothing invested in the question, really, because if the guy said no, absolutely not, why would I want to go to Vegas with you? Well, they weren't going to Vegas in the first place, and that's sort of like, you know, something that we consistently try to coach uh, on this show is that you got to be willing to take those chances. Um, you have to be willing to say, oh, what do I have to lose um, in order to, you know, succeed sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the and worst thing is when you, when you think about it afterwards and kick yourself for not doing it and you beat yourself up about it. Definitely. Definitely. And that's really why I, I, I created fantasy dating. And so, uh, you know, because it's a it's a competition, basically, where people earn points to uh, for dating. And so the whole idea was I love because it. I had a very I listened to your video on your website about when your girlfriends um, with the most irritating conversation you'd ever had. Um, yeah. <laughs> when they were complaining, you know, well, they're no good guys. Yeah. All the good ones are married and they're all taken. And my girlfriends had said the same thing. And I was like, yeah. well, you know, if you would just stop complaining, put your phones away, smile, say hi, talk to people. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And they all said, well, we can't do that. And I was like, well, what if I, I dared know. you? I know. Oh, I love that. that. That's where it came from. So I'd love, love to it. hear a little bit more about, you know, the, the conversation that you had with your girlfriends and how it, how it inspired you to start coaching women too. Cause that was after, right? After you. Yeah. Well, actually so I've been doing this for, yeah, for 13 years and about four years ago, I started to notice that my advice to my female friends was shifting. Like remember how I talked about my communication with men uh, from yeah. working with them for so long started to shift. So I went from being the typical girlfriend who's like, oh, you don't deserve that guy, or he has, doesn't deserve to be with you, and he's a jerk, and blah, blah, to me constantly saying to my girlfriends when they would say things about the guys in their life where I would say, that's not how men work. If you want them to work that way, you're going to be disappointed over and over again. Here's how they work instead. And and that information, I didn't, like, I didn't even realize that I didn't know it before, and I was falling flat on my face. 
making mistakes with men, um, assuming things about them that, in terms of their communication or the way that they worked. And as soon as I started advising my friends from that point of view, it really started to help them more because they they close themselves off to so many amazing opportunities. They wait for men to come to them. And sadly, after working with so many amazing men, I realized there's so many guys out there who are awesome who do not go up and approach girls randomly because they think it's rude or disrespectful or they don't want to bother her. So instead, some douchebag ends up coming approach and approaching you who doesn't care about what you want or what you think, and those are the men that you think that you, you can select from. When there's so yeah. many more options out there. So I love what you were saying about, like, initiating first. I In my program, I talk about helping a brother out. Like, have a smile on your face. Start a conversation with a man. When you're on a date, touch his arm and let him know that you're in this with him as well. Like, help him understand and know that he's not alone and he's doing well. Instead of being scared yourself, protecting yourself, and cutting off an amazing connection with somebody. Oh, I love that. I mean, it's all about dropping hints, you know, and oh, I love that. Yeah, don't be so damn subtle. It's, it's, it's a waste of time. Men don't pick up on subtle cues. Some men do. Men who are really in tune do, but a lot of really great men sometimes are nervous or a little bit insecure about you because they like you, you're attractive, so they're not able to pick up and they miss out constantly and they don't take those opportunities. So if you help him out, do things that he understands as overt signs to him that don't make you look desperate and needy and masculine, that will help him out, which will in turn help you out. I love it. I love it. I'm like bowing down to the microphone. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So when you said that's not how men work, are there like one or two huge misconceptions uh, that that women seem to come or, you know, seem to believe that that you immediately say, no, that's not how men work? Yes, that men will drop everything for love. (laughs) Amen, sister. (laughs) Yeah. No, they will not. They will not drop anything for love. Because that right. isn't rational and it's not logical. So they will not right. do it. In your dream world, they will. Oh, wouldn't he just do this if he really liked me? No, not if you don't tell him to do it. And not if you don't tell him you want it. He's not going to do it. So that's right. a huge misconception. And then even on the front end, not being in a relationship, it's that it's easy to approach for all men and that men have no insecurities, fears, or lack of confidence when it comes to the beginning stages of dating. Yeah, so true. Yeah, a lot of women think that it's easy for men or that it should be easy for men, you know, to approach a woman. Go try and approach. Go try and approach a woman. It's so freaking hard, especially if you're hot. Oh, my God, it is so hard to come up with something to say and to figure out the right time to approach if you don't have the skill set for it and you're overwhelmed and you're attracted to somebody and you're thinking, like, not with your brain. It's very, very difficult. Yeah, I mean, I said that's obviously a huge misconception because if it wasn't a misconception, then things like uh, the wing girl method wouldn't exist in the first place, right? I mean, yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> thank God, thank God it is. Thank God it works. World that <laughs> have that exactly. Yeah. yeah. What would you say? Uh, I'm just sort of curious about uh, the men that you coach and kind of you know the services that you provide, and you went into detail about sort of uh, what it is that you do. I'm a little curious about sort of 
uh, I guess, the makeup of like your typical client or is there a typical client? Do you generally find that you are uh, mostly working with men who have difficulty approaching women to begin with or men that maybe have uh, issues with, you know, commitment or communication or what would you say is sort of like the, the main focus of uh, the men that you work with? Approaching communication and connection, for sure. So it is a little bit all over the map, but those are the core issues. Um, It's men who are really successful in their personal lives, like have a great group of friends, are very caring people, are close with their family, um, are successful in business, focus a lot on business, and didn't really focus on their social skills. To women, they think there's this whole new rule book. So they, you know, they start to self-edit. They... um, they, they don't think that they are good enough for certain women. They think that they have to skew their conversation in a different way. They don't think they're interesting or the things that they like are interesting. Um, so the, the common issues that I get from a lot of men are like, you know, how to approach a woman that they're attracted to either in their office, on the street, out in public, um, and then what to say to them, how to talk to them how to have conversations so that they can spark attraction. And then the next question is always about keeping attraction and proper communication with women. And so do you find that there are some things that men do to be successful sort of initially when approaching women, but then uh, maybe aren't so successful uh, as they go along in the relationship? Yeah, for sure. Or even like before they get into a relationship, like this one guy wrote into me today and said, my issue isn't approaching women. I can talk to every woman that I come in contact with. I can get her phone number, go out with her, have fun with her, but I always end up in the friend zone. That's like a typical question that I get from guys. A lot of guys who are great at having com- like friendly conversation, conversation, who can joke around with women, but they don't know how to turn up that sexual dial and put their intent out there. So that's like the, one of the biggest things that I deal with is, is tapping into you know, what's stopping them from thinking that they're sexy and what's limiting them on putting their sexual intent out there and then helping them do it, helping them learn how to flirt and banter, be playful, touch, tease, challenge, all of, all of those things I, I, is, is the majority of what I help with. It's so true. I mean, what you just said, the touch, the touch, tease, and challenge, those three things, it's like, it's so important. I mean, because, and especially you have to do that up front because if you don't do that up front, you are going to get friend zoned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you are, you're acting friendly. If you don't want to be a friend, then don't be, don't act friendly towards a woman. Mm-hmm. Not like, you know, I always say don't, don't act polite. And what I mean by polite is you start to self edit. You agree with what she's saying. You don't want to put a strong opinion out there because you're fearful that your opinion may turn her off tell her real things about you because she, she may find them um, to be challenges. But I teach men how to phrase these things correctly in a way that, you know, women can respond to and actually become attracted to. And I, I help them stop, stop the self-editing. So many men don't think that they're interesting. So I help them discover how to take their own interests and make them interesting. One of the, the, the methods that I have for conversation is called OSA, right? And it's observe, share, and ask. And it's a, it's a big helpful tool for men because they typically get into a conversation with women or a woman and they fire questions at her. 
right? So they'll say, oh, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, cool, you're, you know, waiting for class to start? Cool, cool. Um, what other classes do you take? Cool. What's your major? Like, they'll, they'll continue asking questions and not really give a lot of themselves back. So they don't conversation mm-hmm. spread. So I instruct them to actually start conversation in a different way where they are leading the conversation, they're being open, and they're pulling a woman into their world rather than attempting to jump into hers by figuring out which topic she wants to talk about. So they start off by making an observation about the world around them, about her, about themselves, about a smell, whatever it is. They make an observation, right? And then they go into share, which is the why behind why they made that observation, which gets them to expand on what they're saying, inject a little bit of emotion into it. Oh, if you you make an observation, if you're at a coffee shop, and you go, oh, my God, those muffins smell amazing, right? And then you share something about that observation. I love the smell of muffins in the morning. It makes me blah, 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 whatever it is, so that you give a little bit more about yourself and expand on what you've just observed. And then you can go into asking an open-ended question to pull her into your world and your conversation. What's your favorite type of muffin? I mean, it's not the best example in the entire world, but it's a much better um, example than what I typically see if I am at a coffee shop and the, the questions that get thrown my way that don't engage me at all or pique my interest. So OSA is a, is, is a really helpful tool that can help men observe, share, and expand, and ask, and put them in control instead of trying to wiggle their way into what a woman is all about. I love it. Well, don't sell yourself short. I mean, I think what type of muffin a person eats is probably a really good indicator. Of that <laughs> yeah, I a, think so too. Oh, muffin, really? We're not gonna, yeah. We're not going to do well together. But if you're like a blueberry oh, muffin person, I'm, I'm in. Oh God! Well, I'm now a we're gonna do muffin. Buzz- we would bond. Yeah, see, <laughs> there it is. Now we're gonna do a BuzzFeed quiz on, you know, what muffin are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. What does but it, it say it about how it helps? <laughs> Sorry, it helps. It no, helps go ahead. Let me curiosity say. as well. It just just like being curious about the other person and sharing about about how you are. It also helps you be more selective. So you're, it's like you're fishing when you're out there and you're dating, and you're wanting to see which fish you want to pull in, sharing that much. You're not figuring out if you actually connect. You're not seeing if they have anything in common with you. And, you know, like I, I, I get that, you know, a lot of guys want to pull in as many fish as they can. Totally understand that. And they want the most attractive fish. Totally understand that. But, you know, if you're a person of value, you still want to select which fish you pull into your world. You want high quality and awesome and attractive. So it's it's just a better way to to pull in better fish and to have more opportunities available to you. Absolutely. Well, and it's also a better way to pull in the woman. I mean, when someone yeah. sits there and asks question after question after question, it kind of starts to feel like an interrogation. So I oh God, at, yeah. at the same time. The woman wants to know about the man too. So, so obviously we want to know. We want we want to know about you too. <laughs> yeah, it's like who are you? Why are you asking me questions? Because like I've had that happen before, obviously, and I'm and so have you. Where you're somewhere, and a guy just asks you four questions in a row, and gives you little back about 
the words that have come out of your mouth. And sometimes, you know, you're not giving a lot to that person because you're still thinking, like, why are you talking to me? And every question that you don't really get a bigger response back from them deflates you more and more, where you're just like, oh, dude, come on, I don't have time for this, like, where it becomes annoying after a while. But Mm -hmm. for me, when I'm talking to somebody who, to wiggle his way into me, (laughs) potentially, or, you know, like, trying to go after me so overtly and so pathetically, to be honest, it like, that a person I want to be engaged in, the one who tells me about himself, who shares something, who shares an opinion, tells me a story, tells me about a great coffee shop around the corner that has the most amazing, you know, blueberry muffins in the entire world. But there's a lineup around the street. You came over here to get your morning coffee and blueberry muffins. Like, I, 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 I can become engaged in that person because I can, I can see more about them than just the fact that they can ask questions. So that that opens the doors for many more assumptions from me about them. Absolutely. I think you make a really good point, and it's an interesting point to make. And it sounds like to me, you know, the important aspect of sort of everything that you're talking about is being able to have balance, have balance between, you know, having a spine versus letting people walk all over you, balance between, uh, you know, asking questions versus, you know, giving some information about yourself. I mean, because as men, like, I know for sure, you know, uh, like, we're coached all the time, like, show interest, ask questions, do the thing. Like, if you don't ask questions, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, like, you, you know, you go on a date, you have to find right. out things, you have to ask questions, you have to seem interested. But, like, the rapid <laughs> right. fire questioning, obviously, is not a successful uh, game plan. Right. So it's finding that balance between asking questions, but then also actually listening to the responses and trying to delve a little deeper into the conversation. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. for sure. You're, your OSA tool is awesome. Uh, yeah, it's really great. So, uh, so what are you working on? I mean, I know you have 5 million projects here. So, I mean. Uh, um, well, right now I'm working on balancing carrying everything into my house. But um, in professionally, I'm creating a program called the F Formula. I'm going to come up with a better name. But it's my formula for flirting. And it's actually taking me a long time to put this together because I've tried to steer away from becoming too pickup artisty and, 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 and giving guys lines. I've never really been into that because I always believe that it's the how of how you say something as opposed to the what. So coming up with a formula that men can use in order to create their own way of flirting has been challenging, but I've nailed it down. <laughs> um, and then I've nice. interviewed like close to a thousand women about how they want to be flirted with, what they like about flirting and, and, and just broken down what it is that women actually respond to, what turns them off, what turns them on in terms of flirting. So that's the product that I'm releasing very shortly that I'm excited about. And then I'm also doing, you know, my podcast and coaching lots of men so I'm busy, but having a blast. Very cool. So um, where can people listen to your podcast? Oh, they can go on iTunes, and they can find the Ask Women podcast. We have about 170 episodes. Um, celebrities are on our show. Normal people are on our show. Hot women are on our show. Great information <laughs> and highly entertaining. You guys should come onto our show. I didn't realize you were in L.A. Yeah, we're here in LA. Yeah, we'd love to come on the show. No, I would. I would love to have you on because I would. I like this idea of fantasy dating. I think it sounds like like a fun way 
to take away all the scariness of dating. Absolutely. You just nailed it. That's exactly what it is. It's like once once everybody gets into the competition, they're focused on earning points. They're focused on catching up to their friends. They're not focusing on, well, what if he doesn't like me? You know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that becomes secondary where there's like a purpose behind what you're doing now. Do you know what I mean? So like even for the guys that I, I work with, when they're going through my program, I tell them, this is like your research phase right now. So anything that you do with women is for fun and for research. So that's on you and that you can enjoy. So having something like an actual game where you're competing with friends to even boost that up to a higher level, I think is awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And we've had a lot of um, really happy people as a result. <laughs> so I'm good. sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I would love to have you guys on our podcast. Awesome. That would be awesome. That would be fun. Um, it looks like we have another caller. Do you have another couple minutes? I I don't. I'm so I'm so sorry. I I apologize. Um, I that's okay. I have to I have to go. I'm so sorry. But thank you so much don't for worry. having me on. We will take the caller. We'll take the call and find out what's up. But um, just, okay, cool. uh, Before you go, let everyone know where they can find you. Find out about you. Yeah. Well, they can go to the wing. It's winggirlmethod.com, um, and that's my website. You can sign up for my free newsletters. And my free videos, my free podcast, lots of free stuff available. Um, or you can go listen to the Ask Woman podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you so awesome. much. This was a ton yeah, of fun. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll, I'll get oh. in touch to come on my show. Fantastic. Yeah, that sounds great. Look forward to it. Thank you. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thanks, right. Morning. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Hi, caller. Uh, you're on Fantasy Dating Radio. What's your name? Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Ralph. I'm calling from New York. Uh, shucks, I just missed Marnie, so uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll listen to this on demand. I wanted to, to say hello to her, too, but uh, uh, glad to talk, talk with you guys, too. I'm sure she was awesome. Oh, yeah, she was great. No, she, she's always fantastic, a, a great guest. I, I, I've probably been reading her stuff for, like, probably four years, somewhere in there, and uh, she's just been uh, such a big help. Uh, in in so many ways, so I'm really happy that I did come across her. Uh, so, uh, any anything in particular you guys want me to? Uh, to can I ask about anything, or, uh, or I, I just missed whatever kind of specific topic you guys might have been talking about? Yeah, man, no, we're an open book. If you got something specific that you wanted to talk with her about, yeah. I mean, we're certainly happy to address uh, yeah, any of that I, as well. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think I was going to bring up to, to Marnie uh, probably if I was to self assess myself. I I wish and I'm working on kind of being, uh, I would say, being my very best self when talking to or around girls that I'm really interested in versus being my very best self as I am kind of normally uh, like around around girls where maybe I'm not that interested in. So kind of, you know, I think you want to have nervous energy, but how can I basically uh, just focus on just uh, being being in a position where I don't give off anything needy and I'm my most confident self, uh, and I kind of let it rip with uh, you know with with girls that I'm interested in and not putting so much pressure on. All right, here's here's a girl that I'm legitimately interested in, and it, this doesn't happen as often as I like it to be, uh, and not not making that be uh, kind of like a situation where okay, this is this is really it kind of thing. Well, I mean, I think that I think that the more you flirt, 
the more confident you'll become. So I think that I think that being your your best self and your normal self uh, is you should do that with everyone, whether it's someone that you know you think is a is a ten or someone you think is a seven. Um, I think that the more the, the more you flirt and the more you are yourself, the more you become your best self all the time, and it's a lot easier. So that it won't be as scary when you encounter a ten because you're used to doing that all the time. Does it make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, it, it's really about practice. Yeah, yeah, the it, 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 practice is definitely gigantic. Uh, I, you know, the problem is I don't really get get to go out too much because I work nights and overnights. So, uh, so I really just kind of have to, um, uh, you know, that that's probably the toughest part because I'm not, I, you know, I, I live like a different schedule than everybody else. But uh, I really just kind of focus on that uh, particular aspect. Uh, here's another question for you, for you guys too, that I would totally ask Marnie. She had a really good, um, uh, I think like an email version response to it. I was trying to think what is a great way not to make it be, sound like a, like almost like a losing mentality, but you know, when a girl, you know, you hear occasional stories like in, uh, like Marnie's blogs, for example, you know, maybe someone is talking to a girl and then, you know, she says no, or doesn't give her number or whatever. And, and the way they respond or, you know, don't respond, another way put, uh, is just very confidently and, you know, occasionally, like, you know, once in a while, they're like, oh, wow, you know what, I do want to give you my number because of the way you handled it so well. Uh, I was just trying to think, what is, what's like a great line in an instance where a girl might say, oh, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend or, oh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, just uh, I'm whatever. You know, whenever they say something that is not yes, essentially, uh, I'm just trying to think of uh, uh, like the e- like she you know, Marty had an awesome e- email response to that. If you know a girl online in a message would say something, uh, but just trying to I'm just trying to brainstorm uh, you know in that situation, you know uh, you know what is an awesome thing, uh, um, kind of like a, an awesome mindset to to be like just besides thank you and good luck. Well, well I mean, I, I, you know, I think my my biggest observation sort of in that. Uh, in that situation. I mean, I've, I've been working behind a bar for 15 years in Los Angeles. So I've seen a lot of guys try a lot of different things uh, to, you know, approach women, get women's phone numbers, et cetera, et cetera. I, I can tell you, and I know Marnie touched on it a little bit today while we were uh, doing the show, there is definitely a big difference between uh, approaching a woman confidently and approaching a woman aggressively. Um, and so one of the big things that I think is a huge turnoff for women, especially is when, you know, somebody approaches them uh, and they decide that they're not interested and they, for whatever reason, either subtly or explicitly, you know, tell a guy that they're not interested for whatever reason, uh, for that person to sort of continue to be um, persistent, I guess, or even sort of aggressively, Mm. uh, you know, approaching them or even put off by it a little bit. I mean, my biggest thing, I think, is just that, you know, if you get if you get shut down and approaching somebody when you started with, uh, you have to maintain the mindset that you didn't lose anything because you didn't have anything going into it in the first place. It's all, that's the best part about sort of like dating to begin with, and and uh, I guess the game of the whole thing to start with is that you you don't have anything to lose. You yeah. don't have anything to lose by going up and approaching a woman, uh, and you know, sparking up a conversation, asking for a phone number, et cetera you know, it, it's her prerogative whether she decides to give you your phone number or not. But I do think that handling that situation with class yeah. uh, and, and when, you know, somebody doesn't seem to be interested definitely opens up the opportunity for you to 
at least approach that person another time or maybe come back to it later in the evening. You know, for me, I think what, probably what I would do is, you know, say, all right, no problem. It was nice meeting you, et cetera, et cetera. And then sort of, you know, chill out for a little while. And then maybe before walking out the door, just, you know, walk back up to him again and say, you know what? Like, I really just felt like I couldn't get out of this bar before asking you one more time if I could take you out. And if it's, you know, if you're not interested, then totally fine. But I just had to give it one more shot. I think that sometimes women find it endearing when like they say, oh, no, I'm not interested. But then when somebody kind of comes back at it and again, in a very respectful, you know, manner, but to be able to say, you know, really, I just felt like I, I had to give it one more shot. Yeah. Well, and I think it all depends like earlier. I mean, I think that, yes, coming from you would be totally, completely adorable. If you came back to me and you said that, I'd be like, of course, I'm going to be wrong with you. But, um, but I think that returning to what Marnie had said earlier about that, if a woman is giving you physical or verbal cues of, you know, that she's not interested. So if she's turning her back away from you, or if she is, I mean, and most of the time, listen, if, if, if a guy is bugging me at a bar, I will signal the bartender. The bartender will know that I am, I am irritated with this person. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so as long as nothing like that's happening, then yeah. I mean, if it was a pleasant conversation and you feel like you truly connected, I, I, I think that, you know, Ryan's idea is a cute way of doing that. And also another thing you could do is say just plainly, well, you know what? He's a really lucky guy. Here's my card. If by chance you ever break up, give me a call and walk away. I mean, there's no harm in that. That's good. There's good style points for that one too. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and, well. and, and not only that, remember that just approaching that person, that in itself is a win. Like what Ryan was saying about, you don't have anything to lose. Just having the guts to go up and start a conversation and flirt with that person and, and get to the point where you're, where you're asking her out. Oh my God, pat yourself on the back. You're awesome. That's a win. So, you're right. you know, those, you're totally right. Yeah, Suzanne. I, Suzanne, that. I, have, I'll have, I have one more for you, Suzanne. Uh, like a confident approach versus aggressive approach. What is the difference in your mind? Well, um, I think it's. I, I think, like Marnie said earlier, it's when 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 I'm giving off those cues, when I'm making it clear, like I don't want to talk to you. I'm turning my back to you. I'm focusing solely on my friend or whoever I'm with at the bar. If I get up and I move. You know, something like that, that, that is an aggressive approach. That is wrong. Stop immediately. If you see a girl do those things, cut it out, you know, um, because, because it's just, it's, that's when it gets creepy. You don't want to be creepy guy. So, you know, it's, it's really, but the confidence approach is, it's just even approaching, you know, approaching with um, positive body language. You know, your shoulders are back. You're standing up straight. You smile. You say hi. You make eye contact. You, you ask a question, what's up? How's your night going? What's your story? I mean, something open-ended. And just just being friendly and confident like that, that's... that's well, and I think, I, think that, uh, I think that men a lot, and again, especially in sort of a bar situation with alcohol involved, which is where I uh, you know, tend to observe most people that I see uh, in the dating world, um, I think there are some men uh, that really... Uh, confuse or mistake the difference between confidence and arrogance. Yeah. And I think that that's a, I think that's a huge thing going up to a woman confidently and approaching, you know, approaching someone and introducing yourself and saying hello and, you know, explaining why you came across the room to talk to them. What, you know, what interested you in being there in the first place? 
Uh, and again, you know, Suzanne said, look, there's all sorts of sort of verbal and nonverbal cues that somebody's not interested. Um, if somebody puts off some of those nonverbal cues, and then, you know, the thing that I see relatively frequently is when sort of the switch goes off. I think there's like a, there's a turning point when men approach women and they sort of get shut down. There's two ways that they can deal with it. They can either sort of be respectful of that and say, okay, well, you know, have a good night or whatever it is. Or they kind of turn the switch and it's like, well, what do you mean? Why wouldn't you want to be? Like, I'm awesome. This is, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that, I think that is sort of like the difference between that confidence aspect yes. and, and the arrogance aspect. Arrogance turns women off. Confidence turns women on. Yes. So approaching somebody that. confidently <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and I think, you know, some of the stuff that I've seen on, on Marnie's website certainly speaks to this. Um, having a purpose, you know, and sort of stating your purpose and stating your intent. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go up and be, you know, be Mr. Nice Guy. Like she talks about sort of the difference between being a nice guy and, you know, being a desirable guy or whatever. Uh, what is it? What does she say? Mr. Nice Guy to Mr. Holy Crap, I want him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that there is, you know, a, a big difference between approaching somebody and sort of being timid versus approaching somebody and being confident. Totally. But the whole point is sort of like you're there for a reason, right? You need to, you, you're there to state what you want. And what you want ultimately is for that person to, either give you a phone number or take your phone number or agree to go out with you or whatever. And so and engage in conversation. Right. And so that's the reason to be there in the first place. And I think yeah. that, uh, you know, approaching somebody confidently and stating what your intent is, is sort of the gist of the whole thing. Right. Yeah. But uh, again, really paying attention to those verbal and nonverbal cues uh, to make sure that, you know, how you are coming across doesn't sort of bridge the gap between uh, confidence and sort of arrogance. And, you know, Ralph, another thing regarding what you said earlier about, um, you know, the fact that your hours are off and, and not necessarily, you know, you work different hours from when people are like going out, you know, per se, you know, you don't, you, you don't have to meet people in bars, you can meet people everywhere you go. So, you know, when you're in line at Starbucks getting your coffee, or, you know, you're uh, at the car wash, or you're getting gas or whatever, you're on the train, wherever you are, you know, those are all opportunities to talk to people. So it doesn't have to be um, just, just remember that, you know, the game is on everywhere you go. So just, just be you, smile, say hi. New Yorkers are friendly. Well, they get a bad rap, but I'm sure. Uh... We had two New Yorkers on the show today. They've both been very friendly. See? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. See? Yeah. Awesome, get... awesome job by us, huh? Well, it, you know, because it's a good time because it's only 8.15 here, uh, and you guys are out in the afternoon, so I like that. It's a good awesome. thing. Uh, one more, one more uh, I think, for you, for you Suzanne, uh, a, a brief scenario of uh, I'm going to run into a girl that uh, essentially I had the intention uh, I, I had gotten her phone number. Uh, she was actually a friend of a girl that I originally started talking with, and I think this might have been something of a of a turnoff. Um, uh, we had chatted. I had told her uh, I wanted her phone number to, to set up plans over Facebook chat, right? Uh, so I had gotten it. Um, I had kind of called her, you know, hoping to kind of surprise her, like a nice surprise. Um, you know, two calls, second call, left her a message. You know, no, no response. You know, basically, you know, no, no call back. You know, my intention was, of course, to ask her out on a date um, over um, you know, over the phone. Uh, so probably, I'll, I'm definitely going to run into this girl at some point. Uh, basically, these are like um, like Polish happy hour parties. So it's kind of the same people that always show up, and and uh, you know, she'll obviously you know be at one of them uh, moving forward. So uh, just wondering, kind of how, what's the best way to kind of um, 
it would almost be a reapproach or a um, almost like an elephant out of the room where I can kind of tease her and bust her balls on it a little bit. And you know what? In, even in a better way, I can ask her out on a date in person so she can see that I am legit and super confident uh, rather than, you know, some 25-year-old Instagram girl, you know, that never checks her phone or never checks her voicemail like, like we know 25-year-old girls don't anyway. Well, my, my advice personally for me, if this were the situation, mm-hmm. if I didn't return your call, there's a reason I didn't return your call. So mm-hmm. either I'm involved with somebody else or I'm not interested or whatever. But when someone doesn't return your call, there's some sort of reason behind it. It's got everything to do with them, nothing to do with you. Do not take it personally. There's just something going on with them, and that's what that's about. So I don't know that I would bust your balls about it. I don't know that I would put the elephant in the middle of the room. I would kind of just, hey, what's up, friendly as usual, and, you know, and then let her think, well, wow, he didn't say anything. You know, oh, wow. Um, you know, oh, I wonder if he does like me. Maybe he doesn't like me. Well, and, I, you know, you know I, would e- I would even sort of jump on the back of what Susanna's saying a little bit and, and actually say that, yeah, there's a good chance that, you know, the fact that you didn't ask her out in person the when you initially, you know, got the phone number or whatever it was, maybe it was the thing that sort of, like, made her forget about the encounter or made her not. If, if she's somebody who sort of runs in similar circles as you do and you're going to see her, again, for sure. I, I think your mm-hmm. best approach is to approach it very casually and, you know, yeah. talk with her or whatever. I certainly wouldn't make it the first thing that you bring up. I mean, nobody no. wants to be accosted no. when they first show up. They're like, oh, you know, how come you never call me back or whatever it was, but yeah, you nobody know. likes that person. And I wouldn't even necessarily <laughs> mention that she didn't call you back. I think that a, a, yeah. probably a really smooth way to go about it, uh, in my opinion, would be if you, you know, if you have a, a card or if you have a you know, even your phone number or whatever it is, just again, sort of at the end of the night, casually as you're leaving or whatever, if you chatted her up a little bit and, and she still seems like she's, you know, not avoiding you like the plague, I probably would say, hey, you know what, we kind of, you know, missed contact last time or whatever, here's my number, I really would love to take you out. And if you're interested, give me a call. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely use the opportunity to, to get a gauge on how she's interacting with you. Yeah. You know, is, is, is she interacting with you? Is she, you know, I mean, how does her face look when you approach? Is she smiling? Is she making eye contact? Is she, does she look like she's happy to see you? You know, um, and then, and then are, are you having, are you engaging in a conversation? And if you are, and, and you are having playful ban- banter, and then look for those other cues. I mean, does she touch your arm? You know, is she, uh, you know, is she seeking you out in a room full of people? I mean, if it seems like that and all those things are happening, then yeah, absolutely. Like Ryan said, Tell her again. I'd really like to take you out. You know, if she's not, hey, if you're in New York, there's 11 million people there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I, 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 would, I would rather get the door slammed in my face than, you know, even if it's in person, than not knowing. You know, I, I think to me there's just a difference. There's a difference because I feel like I would put my best foot forward, and in this case I never really got to really put a foot forward you know so, well, I, so I, I would yeah. rather just do it that way i think i think your instinct is dead on in that case man like mm-hmm. go in there and put your best foot forward and see what happens if she responds to it mm-hmm. rad maybe something works out uh the the biggest mistake that you could make i think would be to put her on the spot about it right away though definitely like go in gauge the situation and then you know get that best yeah. foot forward 
So right, right, and, and cool. yeah, and, and after and after if she if she ever brought it up, uh, you know, kind of thing, uh, like then I then I feel like I could probably tease her about it uh, too. Uh, you know, it's funny, Suzanne. I'm finding more and more girls. They actually, like, uh, like I've I've even like called them out on it. Um, this is like you know late twenties girls, even early thirties. You call them, leave them the message. Like a girl, let's say that I was really not that interested in, and then I might text her, "Hey, hey, did you get my message?" And they'll say, "Oh my God, no, I never check my voicemail," kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, no, it's a like true story. wow." People like, don't. Yeah. Like, people rarely do. I mean, right. And this is really the one, like they don't see miss call. You know. I always think that the professional, regular person that has a brain would check this stuff out. But, you know, like these Instagram-type girls that are, you know, 25 to low 30s kind of just don't operate in that same way. Uh, Very and, true. You know, like, you know like, like, like you would. So it it is one of those things where it, it could just come down to just, you know, lack of communication or lack of social skills in some settings uh, uh, like that, too. Okay. So uh, it, it, it was an interesting uh Interesting observation in a lot of different ways there. So, uh, guys, thank yeah. you very much. Uh, good luck with the rest of the show, uh, and I'm glad, I'm thrilled you got you got Marnie on because I look forward to listening on demand. Awesome! Thank you so much for calling. Yeah, we really appreciate call. it, and good luck. I hope it goes well. Call us again and let us yeah. know how it goes. Oh, oh, well, if I well if I get a chance to take this girl out on a date, then I'm definitely calling in because it'll be a long episode. Put it that way. Right on. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Good stuff. Yeah, I hope it works out for him, man. I hope it works out for him, too. He sounds like a nice guy. I'm sure it'll probably work out for him. He does. Yeah. He sounds like a really nice guy. Makes a great guy. point, though. I mean, it, like the, the ways that people communicate is definitely changing and ever-expanding. He's right. I did say that from a 44-year-old point of view. You know, like, I mean, if I'm not calling you back, I'm not calling you back for a reason. But maybe the 20-somethings. You know, maybe they just don't hear the message. I don't know. People don't listen to voicemail. When was the last time you really like, okay, outside of like from my wife or from one of your close friends, when your phone rings, when you actually look at your phone and somebody's calling you, how frequently do you, how frequently do you pick up the phone? How frequently do I pick up the phone? Yeah, that's what I'm like. When somebody, when somebody calls you, that's not your mom or your wife. Right. I pick up all the time. (laughs) Well, I know you pick up for my wife all the time. Uh, Every morning. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, outside of that, I'm okay. saying like um, I pick up my phone all the time because I use it for business, so I, I always answer the phone. Like interesting. Yeah, always. No. Always. Yeah. That's changing. It's changing. Yeah. I don't ever pick up the phone. Really? No. Hmm, I'm glad I don't call you. I would feel rejected. Well, I would pick up the phone for you. <laughs> There's like a really small number of people that I pick up the phone for when I'm available. I mean, that's the other thing. Like my work hours are weird. So, you know, when I like people call at random times, don't think that if you're listening and you've called me and I haven't picked up, it's because I'm secretly screening you. <laughs> I think you're digging a hole here, buddy. <laughs> no, but the reality is, is like people as communication has advanced to like text messages, Twitter, Facebook, all of that kind of stuff, right? It's short excerpts all the time. People don't, it, there's this feeling that like people are on the go and they don't have oh, yeah. five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes to get into a okay. conversation. Right. Yeah. And so for me, I, I never pick up the phone unless I know that I've got 15 minutes to talk to somebody mm-hmm. because I just think that that's otherwise it's unfair. Agreed. If, if somebody calls me and I'm pick up and I'm like, well, Hey, you know, I just, I wanted to see what you had to say, but really I got to go. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> doesn't do them any justice. I would much rather them leave me a voicemail. So I know what it is that they're talking about or what they're interested in or what they need or what they want from me or whatever it is. And then be able to think about my response and then formulate a response accordingly. Wow. You know, uh-huh. okay. that's if I listen to the voicemail, I might just delete it. 
this is good. And then I'll call you back when I've got 15 minutes. Oh, I'm so glad you're not dating. No, but that's, <laughs> but I think that that's the mindset of a lot of, I mean, that's sort of what the caller was talking about. Like, that's the mindset of a lot of younger people now. As, yeah, 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 no. I can't believe I'm saying the words younger people. It I know. It so old. You know, and it only happens on this show, Ugh. too. Maybe we should stop doing this show. <laughs> All you youngsters out there oh, using the Twitter box and the what? Insta space. I know. He's like all these Insta girls. I'm like, what? Yeah. That's my wife. My wife is a 41-year-old, is almost 41-year-old Insta girl. She'll kill me if I... Yeah. Anyway. She is an Insta girl. Oh, yeah. my gosh. She loves it. She can't stop. No. And now lately, she's on the uh, she's on the Snapchat. Oh, God, yeah. With the uh, like with the changing faces, with the bees and the, the dogs and the, all that stuff. Like, I know when I hear Lauren laughing out loud. At 10 o'clock at night, it's because she's turned it on and she's made herself into some sort of animal <laughs> and it's making her laugh hysterically. I don't know. I don't know. Makes her laugh. I know. Oh, she's God. easy to entertain. That's why I married her. <laughs> and on that note. Oh, my God. On that note. Yep. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> All right. So um, next week. Oh, next week we have an awesome show. Yeah. So um, we're going to have, uh, we are going to have members of the Fantasy Dating League, The Leftovers. The Leftovers. The Leftovers. <laughs> yes, fantastic name. They're going to join us and talk about their season and how everything's going and what they've learned and the crazy plays that they've made. And um, it's going to be awesome. So tune in next week uh, and uh, join us at the same time. And we will be totally psyched to hear from you. Yeah. It yeah. was so nice to be back on the radio with you, Suzanne. It really or was. on the interweb or whatever this thing is that broadcasts us to other people. I have no idea what it is, but yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> Very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. I'll Thank see you, you so much. Same dating time, same dating place. Next we week. can't wait. Thank you. <laughs> and good night. Good night, America.